Oh, like yes. maybe you're man like you're meant to do something so much better. Like I was like on like a reject sign of like job applications. They just kept coming through. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We went with another application. And I finally kind of put it out in the universe and I was just like, I don't understand how someone with my accolades and my degree and blah, 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 blah is getting it. And someone put like a very like humble pie in my DMs and they're like, well, maybe you were meant for something better. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, huh. absolutely. Yeah. Maybe this is the world saying, just keep going. You were roadblocked here for a reason. The sun is coming up. Are you ready to go? We can take a ride. We can take it slow. It's your boy Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist, excited to welcome you on the road to self-love. Each week I'm going to be joined by a very special guest in my car as we travel, literally and figuratively, on the road to self-love. We're going to have very candid conversation about life, self-love, business, and so much more, all with the goal of giving you the tools that you need to learn how to love yourself unconditionally. I hope you're ready, so let's get buckled up, because here we go. Oh, hey, self-lovers. Welcome back to The Road to Self-Love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist. So excited, because it's another episode. And today's episode is very special to me. Uh, I just want to share a little bit of some BTS behind the scenes, <laughs> a little origin story of how I met the amazing woman who joins me in the car today to drive around. Uh, Amal Iqbal is a dear friend and an Instagram connection. I love Instagram so much, and it's interesting because a lot of my friends have been struggling with Instagram saying it's not bringing them joy, it's not a fun, safe space for them. And I realized, and we talk about this a little bit on the show, I realized that in the space that I live, which is health and wellness, I feel supported and uplifted by my community and, and have really been leaning into the body positivity community as well. And it is so, so warm and welcoming in there. But in other communities like the creatives and the musicians and and the models in the acting world, it isn't as supportive. And this is only information that I've received from friends who are in that space who constantly say to me, Paul, I wish that there was a safe space for me to go where I could collaborate. Because I find that collaboration is really where success comes. And for me, that's why this show has been so successful, because I have people on like Ummel, and I have people on like Sarah Nicole, the bird's papaya. I have people on who are good friends or people that I've just been fangirling over on Instagram. And then we drive around in the car and we just collaborate on telling a story about our life and our journey and our ups and downs and just humanizing who we are and who you are. And that's what self-love is all about. It's all about connection. It's all about getting devoted to you as the individual. And I spoke on a panel last night here in San Diego, and I was talking all about how 
you know, you get a lot of advice from friends, from family, from coworkers, and we also compare ourselves a lot on the gram. And I think it's really important to know that the way someone else is doing it is not necessarily the way that you are meant to do it, right? Like, I got into this rut over the summertime, and basically, I was trying to launch a new program, a new offering, and I was doing it like someone else, and it didn't align with me as an individual. Like, it didn't align with the fun and exciting, like, rap music video creating, just really casual but really excited coach that I am. It was like all by the book. It was very strategic. It it just didn't work. And this is what I realized about this community. And this is what I realized going into this conversation with Amal is that the beauty of being a creative, whether it is in graphic design or creating actual goods to sell or being a content creator is that you get to be you. And I think if there's one thing that I want you to step away from this specific episode and really all of the messaging is that when you are not aligned with who you are and why you are doing the things that you are doing, that is when life is not going to serve you. The universe just wants you to be you. What is holding you back from being you? I want to know. Like, send me a DM on Instagram, at Paul Fishman. Maybe even share it on your stories and tag me. Because at the end of the day, my goal, my mission is to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally. And if you don't love yourself, how the heck are you going to love someone else And therefore, how the heck are you going to love the world and everyone around you and the people who just want you to be successful? So, as we get ready to welcome Amal Iqbal of Omid, she is a graphic designer, a leather goods creator, she's passionate about sustainable production, she is all about local, slow-made beauty, personalizes everything anything that you want. I have an amazing card case from her, these awesome trinket trays that I ordered from her. And um, one of them I had her write because I'm going to keep all of my, my SD cards and my cords and stuff, less tech expectations <laughs> because I'm all about eliminating expectations. Because you know that when we throw expectations, that is when life just throws them right back at us and says, please, don't try. Don't even try that with me. So definitely make sure to go check out Omeed. That's O-H-M-E-E-D dot com. And do yourself a favor and order that brass pen that she sells and get ready to stock up on some beautiful, custom, personalized Christmas gifts for your nearest and dearest because there's just some sort of love that she just permeates into her goods and I'm so grateful to know her I'm so grateful to call her a friend and I'm so grateful to have her as a part of the self-love community so without further ado let's get buckled up and get ready because here we go 
Well, welcome back to The Road to Self-Love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist, here today with Amal Iqbal. Did I get say that right? Iqbal. Iqbal. Oh, my God. She literally just told me how to say it. Um, okay. See, this is why friends love each other. You just <laughs> let those things go you and know that it's, it's fine. Go. He knows it's, who I am. Uh, and, uh, Amal. Uh, yeah, you know, Amal. Works. Amal. See, I, it's not Amal. It's Amal. Thank you, Amal Clooney, for that one. (laughs) (sighs) Gotta represent. Well, so the first thing that I love to do is I love to have my guests introduce themselves, how they want to be introduced, because, you know, in this world of self-love, it's really important to embody who you are and be able to speak on that. So who are you? What do you do? So as Paul has introduced me, my name is Amal Iqbal. Iqbal. Um, I am a Pisces through and through. (sighs) Makes so much sense. And um, I don't know. I am just this hopeful, bubbly ray of sunshine Mm. is how I like to say it. So sometimes there can be some cloudy days. Mm. But for the most part, I am a creative and a lover and a feeler. And I have been on this journey of embracing that and bringing the best version of myself and being a lover, a healer, a feeler, and all of those things. So yes. that's where I'm at. A lover, a healer, and a feeler. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. So you have one of my favorite online destinations for for beautiful handcrafted goods. Thank you. Like I think that I um, order from there more than my husband would like me to. And he's like, did you really need that third pouch? And I'm like, yes, I did. I really, really did. <laughs> but so tell us a little bit about uh, Omid and what you do with it and and um, and just like really what gets you lit up in the day. So um, how much time do we have? Because <laughs> it's going to be quite a story. Long story short, I um, have always been connected to the arts and um, wanted to do something with that. So I went into the architecture field, studied it from in high school, you know, and then tried to get into college with it and it didn't work out, which is totally fine. And ended up pursuing the degree of landscape architecture um, and was in that environment for quite some time. Due to budget cuts, I ended up losing my job. And so I went back to school for fashion school. So during the time, so this is around 2012, Um, the modest fashion industry didn't really exist as it does today. Um, so I wanted to do something about it. So I decided to go back to school. I went to fashion school for a year and that's kind of where like the creative journey of Amid started. Mm. So I'd gotten married at the end of 2013 and, you know, I'm in a new city now and couldn't find any work as a landscape architect. The goal was to use my degree as a way of fueling my business on the side and just got thrown into work and was working like 16 hour days and kind of lost the dream a little bit. Mm. So at the time, um, if anybody's been to Sacramento, California, downtown is like in a revitalizing, you know, moment right now. And before they built the new arena, the downtown was trying to get entrepreneurs to come back. So I entered a competition to open up my own store and made it as a finalist and didn't win which was actually a really good thing because that's actually what lit the fire in me be like oh this is something I can I can do Mm -hmm. you know being in a work environment that was incredibly toxic and 
study creativity and you think about the arts and design, you think, oh, this must be so awesome. It must be so cool to just wake up and design things and get money from clients to do whatever you want to do. But that's not how the world works, unfortunately. Um, it's a little <laughs> bit utopian. And then you come out and you're like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> so I figured, well, if I can't get it, how much of that can I make? And realized what also let me was kindness and humility. I didn't realize how much that, I, that affected me. Mm. And so then was like, okay, let me take the skill sets that I have of studying architecture, interior design, landscape architecture, and just being creative and house it under one roof. And so Omid means hope and Amul means hope. And so I wanted to... That's crazy because Paul means hope. It doesn't. <laughs> but if it did, I mean, it explains things so much why we get, so we, we get along so well. I think it means um, like rock or tree or something. Hey, those are pretty hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and so that taking that energy and just knowing that I could do good with what I create. Um, so like all of the products are made sustainably one way or another. There's fair trade involved if I'm manufacturing the goods. Um, and it's just this experimentation of a good design and the love that's come from it or what keeps lighting me to keep doing it is, is how my clients and customers connect with the product. And that just keeps me going. I'll get e emails and DMs saying like, you know, your creations make me so happy. And that to me is worth more than a sale. Mm. So that's kind of the, the backstory of Omid. I like it. Now, so you said something uh, that kind of like, I, I wanted to just dive into. You're talking about like how you s studied creativity. Do you think creativity is something that can actually be taught? Yes. Um, I think that there is a level of creativity in everybody. And that comes from the ideas of like the whole DIY movement, like where you're like, I can do this. I think what can then be further taught is the skill sets of it. Like there's a certain eye for detail and knack for things that like creative directors just have of like bigger companies, right? Like Gucci and Dior and all of them where like they create these beautiful worlds out of nothing. And I think that not everybody has, but the ability to create and do at the best of your level is exists in everybody. Mm. So just like, I like that you know, because so many people will affirm like, oh, I'm not creative or I don't have a, an eye for that. Mm -hmm. and, and so what you're saying is that it just needs the right fine tuning and kind of like tools. I think it's like anything. If you put your heart set out to it, your heart and your mind align with, I'm going to make this as possible within my means. So if you start paying attention to things like you start studying, say, creativity and you start like you just Google it and see like what it entails. Then you're now that's in your thought process. And so you're going to start noticing things, whether it's like a color or a detail and things start to like puzzle pieces. They just start to fit in with each other. And sometimes it takes longer than others um, in terms of not like you individually, but like the actual whatever you're trying to create can take longer sometimes. Like I have collections that come to me really quickly and some that develop over years. Yeah. And that's just because I like hit a roadblock or I'm not familiar. So then I like find something to inspire me, whether it's history or food or architecture. And then that just gets that part of the brain flowing. So like any muscle, right? If you work at it, the stronger it'll get. Yeah. Well, this is true. I guess creativity is a muscle then. I think mm. so. 
I've always just been, I've always been told that like my creativity is a gift and, and it's something that I can't teach or like, you know, like the, um, the, the one thing that I think you really can't teach is motivation, you know, like the motivation to change or the motivation to actually be creative. So maybe that is what, what, uh, I was kind of connecting the dots as that this motivation to actually change, be creative is something you can't teach, but creativity within itself can be taught. I think so. I think like anything, you are not going to be the same as the person that you're trying to be inspired by or follow to recreate, right? Like you're, you don't have their hands, you don't have their experience. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is unfortunately where comparison syndrome can come from, especially in the creative industry Mm. is that you see something you're like, that's what I want to do. And then you attempt it and you're like, Oh my God, it looks nothing like that. This isn't good. And then you just write, you just go down that trail and it's like, but how could it be the same when you're two completely different people? Right. That makes so much sense. You know, we get stuck in that compare dashian moment. And, and really, I think that it's, it's also this thing that I've been learning too, is, you know, I, I take a, a course or I hire a coach and I say, you know, I want to have what you have, or I want to do it like you do it. And then I try, I take all of the things that they tell me to do. I do everything right. And then it doesn't happen. So it's like, what, what are, what can I do differently? And it's really just like realizing that the only person that I need to be like is me. Uh, are there times that you've fallen into that comparison trap and like gone down that rabbit hole? Absolutely. More than, more than not. And I would definitely say this last year, I was definitely doing that. And that's where it just came to a point where I was just like, nope, like I need to stop creating and just step outside of this and figure out, realign myself with my why, figure out what I'm good at and what I ended up doing was, is that when I'm like in my creative process, I stay off of social media mm-hmm. and I've actually stopped following people who do what I do. So that subconsciously, one, my ideas are not being aligned with theirs. So if I were to recreate something and someone would go, oh my God, this looks just like mine. Cause it sits in your subconscious, mm-hmm. right? To avoid that. And then two, to not get trapped in that Kardashian mode because yeah, it's just so easy to see the end result and be like, how come mine didn't turn out like that? So mm. I think because as a creator, an artist, or when you are put, when your work is your soul, essentially, you feel the minute it's not what you expected it to be, you're going to start tearing yourself apart. And that's the most dangerous thing you can do as a creative. Right. Is what the world needs more of is what your own creativity is. And then the other thing comes down to is that if you are going to do something, say if you're going to make something, you're going to make sure that it's the best quality possible, that it, what you can compare to or try to exceed is the quality of the good, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So that if you're going to be doing something like this, make sure that like the conversations are meaningful. If I'm going to put clothes and leather pouches out there, they need to be the absolute best possible, not just this, here's the first try, I'm going to put it out there, and if it doesn't sell, that means you guys are all the problem and it wasn't me. Ooh, the blame game. So love that. That's that's, that's another <laughs> dangerous path we don't want to go. That came out there. Yeah, must, must have some uh, some personal experience with the blame oh, game. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, before we hop into that, I think that it's perfect time for our first road trip game of Woo! the day. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on one second. I had to pull over the self love police. They were like, woo, woo, woo. Gotta learn how to love yourself a little bit more here, boyfriend. 
And yes, the police called me boyfriend. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If you are hearing anything in this episode and you're like, wow, I want to dig a little bit deeper into learning how to love myself and I just have no idea where to start. If that's a question that's come up for you, what I would love for you to do is head on over to my website and take my free self-love quiz. Now in this quiz, it is five questions. It's super easy, less than a minute to answer them. And it's going to give you the exact tool that is going to support you learning how to love yourself. So you don't have to do it alone anymore. You don't have to keep on guessing. This is going to tell you exactly what to do and I'm going to give you the resources to do it. So if you're ready to step into learning how to love yourself unconditionally, join me at paulfishman.love forward slash quiz. Take the quiz and find out the tool that is going to support you learning how to love yourself. And with that being said, the police said, all right, we'll give you a pass this time, but you better start learning soon. (laughs) Let's get back on the road. I think that it would be fun to play the poem game. And this is, I just made it up. Okay. I'm excited. So basically, you know that, that cute little poem, Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. I think that we, you and I, we're just going to like write a really cute little love poem to our best selves. How, How does that feel? That sounds amazing. Okay. So uh, I don't even know how this is going to go. This is this is what I get for being creative. <laughs> so let's... Um... Wait, first ground rules. Yeah. Okay. If it ends up being bad, we're not going to beat ourselves up about it oh. because it's yeah. our first time doing it. <laughs> it's our first time doing it. It might... Well, we don't even have to do it the rose to write by this blue, but I think it could just be like a beautiful like soliloquy. I don't know the rules of a soliloquy Ooh, or a haiku, but like we can just like Make both... We'll just like... I'll say a line, and then you say a line, okay. and then I'll say a line, okay? Well, will you do the honors, please? Uh, yes, I will do the honors. Um, my best self is, is a rose on a summer morn. My best self is like the sun rising in the dawn. And when the pinks and the blues and the purples and the oranges tend to light In a way, you've created a rainbow of hope just for you. And every single day. So one day I said to myself with joy, I'm gonna wake up and be the best version of me. So I looked out the window and I said, ahoy, ahoy, is that you, best self? It is. Oh my God, it's me. (laughs) Looking in the mirror, Look, mom, it's me. And as much as I need your approval, mine matters the most to me. And I don't want to come off selfish or boast, you see. But believing and inspiring and achieving and dreaming are the best things that we can do for you and me. Oh, man, I'm proud. That was so beautiful. I'm proud. Okay, I'm ready for some fan art. So if you heard that, you want to transcribe it and make it fan art, tag me at Paul Fishman and at Omid Studio. No, just Omid Official. At Omid Official. And uh, we've got some fan art. And um, Amal, you're not making this fan art. I know you really want to. (laughs) I I was like, wait. (laughs) I will print it, however, and send it back to you. (laughs) Okay, there. We like that. (laughs) Oh, man. 
So that was so much fun. Um, I It was really beautiful, and then I got a little silly with it, but that's just kind of how I roll. But isn't that the beauty of doing something creative? Like, don't you already feel, like, a little, like, <laughs> yeah. looser and just, like, you feel your endorphins running for yeah. just doing something creative I and know. silly? It was so much fun. It was so much fun. So let's let's because i think that this is going to be a really powerful conversation for a lot of people out there regardless of whether or not they're creatives or they're just uh entrepreneurs what did you do like when you when you had decided that you had to step out of it like how did you give yourself permission to do that and not beat yourself up and and how did you come out the other end like feeling successful and like it was worth it so full disclosure I'm still in it okay you're still in it I'm still in it but I'm on I can see that like it's like a upside down parabola right like you kind of like you start up high and then you go low and then you got to pick yourself back up so I think I'm like in like the the trajectory of going back up again Mm. so I realized it just when I just found that I was dragging my feet getting to work so I work from home so it's not that far of a a draw, but I was like, there's like a delineation of like home studio. And I was just looking at it and I was just like, hmm, tomorrow, hmm, tomorrow. An order would come in and I'd go, instead of going, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this order. I was like, oh, I've got another order to process. Wow. Now I know how you felt when I placed that order. Yours was done with a lot of self-love though. <laughs> Again, that was the upclimb of it. So no, so yours wasn't. But some of the holiday ones that came in too, right? Like the spirit of like, that's when I was just like, wait, this is your favorite time of the year. Mm. And this is how you're, you're behaving it. So then I started off with um, research. That's whenever I get stuck, that's where I go. And I was gifted, um, I think it's called creative... Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Such a good book. And so after just the first couple chapters, especially the one where she's like, creativity is a gift. Like, how lucky are we that creativity chose us? Mm-hmm. And I read that line like four times and then like screenshot it and then printed it out and then posted it in my thing. And I was just like, gratitude, gratitude. Like, I just need to be grateful. And I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, if I'm not going to be grateful for this, like, do I need to just go get just quit. I had therapy sessions. I stepped outside and got reconnected with things that inspired me again, going out in nature, um, taking like architecture tour walks and just reconnecting with why I love what I do. And there are some days where I just have to check myself. And that's where I know that I'm progressing and my self journey and my self love is where I'm able to check myself and not feel bad for catching myself thinking thoughts like self deprivating thoughts. Mm. And so there's, and I know in the future, even if I am back at my highest, the goal is never to come back down again. But I know that like life is like a pendulum. It's all of a balance, right? So like if something's going to swing up, it's going to come back down and it's having that grace to say, okay, I see you're here and that's okay. But let's not stay here too long and let's figure out how I can, how we can get out of this. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I love that. Thank you for being so open and honest with that. I I have a feeling it's going to really give a lot of people like a nice opportunity to take a deep breath and like kind of release all this expectation, you know, because we go into, we step into these types of, I'm kind of in this experience too, where I'm not 
I, I don't want to say I've stepped out of it, but like the things that I used to do aren't working anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what, what changed? Like, and doing a lot of, uh, introspection and, and noticing that like, this is just the entrepreneurial journey. This is just the, the path that we have to take to better ourselves. Just personal growth too. Like how, how could you be the same person you were five years ago? How could you be the same person you were, you know, at the beginning of the year? Like we've experienced things. We've, we've, if we were like in a bubble where nothing affected us and we did the same thing day in and day out and there was, everything was perfect. Yeah. Maybe we'd be the same, but like, is that the type of life we want to live? And I think that's the, that was the key. What I've learned and things is that I'm not afraid to scratch the surface and look really deep down and see what that is. And I feel like, because what it is, is it's self-realization. It's holding yourself accountable and then going, oh, whoa, I didn't realize it was that dark and mucky. Mm -hmm. So that, and so giving yourself permission to say, yeah, I failed. Yeah, I messed up and it's okay. So to forgive ourselves too, I think is really, really, really key in that, in that development, whether you're an entrepreneur, creative or not. Oh my goodness. Yes. Forgiveness to one of oneself. I get so many messages of people like really projecting their need to forgive themselves mm. onto others. And like, how do I forgive my parents for this? How do I forgive my uh, boyfriend or my significant other for this? And I'm like, well, can you first forgive yourself for allowing whatever to happen actually happening or can you forgive yourself for being angry because a lot of us get really upset about this idea that we're even we even are angry you know like that we even yeah. have this this ownership of who we are and that we want we want to have our best life like I don't know so it's really quite interesting to dive into this idea of forgiveness so what would you say to someone who is at that kind of like precipice of just like knowing that forgiveness of themselves and maybe the actions that they took or didn't take like what would you say to a person who's on that journey so I read something somewhere and I don't remember where unfortunately and it's it stood with me it stuck with me sorry for, for the past few few years where it's like you forgive not for you but for those that deserve it and when I, when I was like, okay, like that makes sense. But then when I realized this is that holding on to anything negative, just, it just brings you down. Yeah. So if you forgive and it's so much more easier said than done, but approaching things with love and grace and, and, um, hopefulness and the brightness of things makes it easier, right? Like if you were told that on the other side of this is, light and energy and good energy and rainbows and sunshine but you have to get through this ugly disgusting muck you're gonna be like eh, is it really worth it mm -hmm. but if you change it and go okay yeah it's ugly and mucky but it's only knee deep and I can always take a shower when I get back to the other end of it and when I'm at the other end of it I don't have to go back through it again mm -hmm. so it's also changing the perspective of like what's gonna happen so imagine what happens if you forgive that person? Mm -hmm. You're no longer holding on to that energy of wanting to not forgive, right? So you've now released this energy, which now gives you room for other opportunities and goodness to come through. And so we've also been taught, I think, a lot of, especially for me culturally being Pakistani Muslim, that you do things for other people. You do things to make 
other people happy and that internally will bring you happiness. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is true to a certain extent, but if your intentions are good and you're doing it anyways, how is that going to make you happy? It's not, right? That's going to start building the grudge of why do I have to do all these things for everybody else yeah. and here I am still suffering. So just change it and know that it's not selfish to do these things or it's you're not being you're not saying to that person you're undeserving of this forgiveness do it because you know it's going to make you the best version of you by doing it right and the thing that you said the the quote that you had read about we forgive the people who we think are deserving of it like what about realizing that you are you deserve self-forgiveness you know because every the we tend to uh, I've been working with a lot of people on releasing this idea of being a um, self-saboteur, you know, like self-sabotage. And a lot of times we sabotage ourselves out of things that we don't think we deserve. So if you don't think that you deserve forgiveness, then how do you expect to ever be forgiven? Yeah. And that unfortunately goes beyond just the idea of forgiveness. As I think, you know, as like for me as a creative and entrepreneur, why don't I want to work harder on my business? Because I have to now own that if success comes my way mm. and saying wait that's not something that I want but isn't that internally something I do want mm. so then I shame myself out of not doing working harder and then the next day I feel bad and like why can't I do this and so then it's 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 beyond that it's everything that we put forward is that it's it benefits us and our heart and isn't that the like isn't that the basis of self-love not ego not pride or you know, I don't need, you know what I'm saying? This air of arrogance, but just this goodness heart that if you yourself have it, how is everything else not around you going to be affected by that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the fear of success because that's a real mm. thing. And I, and I think that, uh, I get a lot of people saying I'm scared to fail and I'm like, okay, well, what about success? You know, because the thing about success in general is that along the line along the way to success there's always going to be failure oh. so like what could you tell your like personal feelings about like why it's so scary the idea of success I think because like everything it's going to have to come to an end and then what do I do oh so we're already taking it away from ourselves love that right so it's like and so like for example like I was thriving when I was in Sacramento and in mm. September will be a year since I've been here in San Diego and things have not progressed the way that they have. And I'm not taking into account of all of the changes and giving myself that grace. Mm -hmm. So now I'm comparing myself to the 2013, uh, 2017-18 version of myself when I was flourishing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm saying, well, if that was my best, then why am I going to, why am I going to try again? And it's like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, but the, the best isn't behind us, right? But yeah. it's that idea that if, if it's, if it's not going to last, why even put the effort? And I think that's the difference is, is that it's okay if it ends mm -hmm. because yes, maybe the glory of it has ended, but could you imagine like what you will gain from it that can life, life, last lifelong, the skill sets, the memories, the friendships that may come from it, the, the connections that may come from it, the the ongoing residual stuff than just that whatever ending. Mm -hmm. And the whole energetics around just like knowing that success is constantly evolving. It's like yeah. the success that you had in 2017, 18 isn't 
going to look anything like the success that you are going to have now and upcoming because it wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be right for you. So I, um, that's, that was, I hope that if you're listening, you were picking that up because that was beautiful what you just said. And, uh, thank you for being so open and sharing that with all of us. Mm, so like what's next for you? You're, you're here and you're, you're working through getting back into the flow of things and kind of like identified during this conversation that you are ready to open up to the idea that success is inevitable. And, uh, so what does that look like for you? So you touched up on it, um, where when things are evolving, um, things aren't necessarily working for us anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm in that phase where it's like, okay, like this was great while it's lasted. I've evolved. My, um, needs have slightly changed. My goals have evolved. So I need to know, go, go back to the drawing board Mm -hmm. and, I used to think that going back to the drawing board mean that I failed. Well, in essence, yes, this process is no longer working for me, but how is that considered a failure? Like, I just, I'm deciding, like, we should just remove that word and call it something else. (laughs) It didn't fail. It just didn't work out. But from that, I gained the knowledge to not try these X, Y, and Z things anymore because they weren't working. So now I have that knowledge in my head. Okay, well, you knew that that didn't work last time. So we've evolved from that. We're gonna learn new skill sets. We're gonna go educate my, you know, I'm gonna go educate myself. I'm gonna go learn and get re-inspired and then evolve and try again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it's failure isn't failure. It's just like a pivot. You know, you just gotta yes. pivot. And, and I like that word a lot better. Although I think that if we just kind of got the negativity out of the idea of failure, then it would be a, it would be a great thing. Yes, absolutely. But I think, you know, it's like when you're swimming in a swimming pool and you go at the very bottom at the deep end and you see the the light piercing through. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're sitting in the dark, but when you see that light and the rays trickling through, isn't it beautiful? Yes. So <laughs> in the in the darkness and in the thick of it and in the ugliness, there will always be something that's incredibly beautiful. And so, so to acknowledge that, yep, this is kind of crappy and ugly right now, but what can I find that is beautiful and now move my attention to that until I can can get out of it? Yeah, totally. I mean, I can get like really vulnerable right now and share that like this podcast is that light for me because everything else that uh, once once my business is just like for some reason really struggling and suffering. Mm-hmm. So just like focusing in on what is working and what fills me up and excites me and and um it's uh, it's really important to to always do that for me at least to focus on the good instead of what isn't working. Just focus on what is working because if it's working, you just put more of your love and your creativity and your grace into it. Absolutely, and I think another way of looking at it is maybe it didn't work out for a reason. Well, like yes. maybe you're man, like you're meant to do something so much better like I was like on like a reject sign of like job applications they just kept coming through sorry 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 we went with another application and I finally kind of put it out in the universe and I was just like I don't understand how someone with my accolades and my degree and blah 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 is getting it and someone put like a very like humble pie in my dms and they're like well maybe you were meant for something better 
Yeah. And I was just like, oh, huh. absolutely. Yeah. Maybe this is the world saying, just keep going. You were roadblocked here for a reason. Like as we've been driving, right? Like we've been hitting these construction roadblocks mm -hmm. and it's just led us to like this beautiful drive now. And like, that's, we got to see that in our journey of life too. And Yes, I know it can be hard with like when you've got like financial responsibilities and that type of stuff as well. And I think that's when it's important to ask for help or just kind of sit down and say, okay, like, let me just stop for a minute and see. But I think absolutely like pouring yourself into what you love at that moment can be a greater therapy and break, breaking down the boundaries and barriers so much more than just resisting and saying, no, I got to make this work. I got to make this work. Yeah. I got to make this work. Yeah. So I'm so proud of you. Uh for finding your light and you. pushing through. Yeah, and uh, something, something that my good friend Marissa says, you know, rejection is protection. Mm. Or rejection is redirection to your higher purpose. And and it's it's really... That's really beautiful. Yeah, and it's something that has really helped me because when a client says no or something doesn't go well or, or I don't get the outcome that I said, okay, well, I'm being protected from something, whether it's being protected to be able to say yes to something bigger and better, or it's just, you know, like I'll have people say yes to be on the show and then I can't book them for the life of me. Like I can't actually get them to, to like give me a time and I'm like, okay, well, they're just not meant to be on the show, you know? And like, and that it is what it is. Like it's not going to serve me. And, and I think that when we hear when we really lean into that message that rejection is protection, that you're meant for something bigger, like you said, that like life gets a lot easier. Yes, there, and I never used to understand. I used to think it was such a such an easy way out. That phrase, uh, the path. Ooh, how does it go? I have it in my head. Something about like take the path least resisted. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. There's this like versus like trying to like go through the trudges and that type of stuff and the path of least resistance, I think that is. And sometimes, yes, that is absolutely necessary for your soul and your heart to just do that. Um, so there is some beauty in that as well, I think, of mm. just saying like, okay, like maybe I shouldn't be working this hard. And sometimes you're like, nope, I need to work harder. And I think that's that's the key too, is, is like we look for outside validation and like pinning ourselves, well, how would this person approach it? And it's like, what is your soul saying? Like, talk to yourself, you know? And that's something that I've started doing a lot of, and I found a lot of comfort in it. And a lot of like, oh, is where like, I'll just start talking out loud to myself. And my husband will be like, you talking to me? And I'm like, nope, just having a conversation with myself. Okay, <laughs> put your headphones back on, I'm good. You know, and it's yeah. just when you, so when you start having these really healthy dialogues with yourself, like you would with a best friend, you know, be your own best friend and start checking in with yourself and talking to yourself and saying, hey, you, what did yesterday you want and do? And how can future you make yesterday you get to what that is, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Future you, yesterday you, all the all use. All the use. Ooh, I love having a, a conversation out loud with myself. It's um, it's been really life life changing. Do you give second you or other you's voices? <laughs> well, um, no, I'm not at that point yet. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> I totally do. <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, you know, I so let's like hop back into the idea of a creative process because I think that I'm just feeling that the people that are listening to this are exactly where 
where you are and where I am in the sense of having to rework some things out. I get a lot of messages from people listening to the show saying, you're, I cry when I listen to your show and I'm like, wow, I hope these are tears of joy. Like what's going on? And it's just like, you know, a lot of the conversations that I have with people trigger them to realize that what they've been doing isn't working anymore, mm. you know, and yeah. whether it's the, 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 um, unwillingness to change or the unwillingness to forgive themselves. So, so when you had that like aha moment, like, oh wow, this isn't working anymore. Like what, what were some of, uh, some things that gave you kind of like solace and like a little comfort in knowing. Oh, that's a, if you don't have anything, it's cool too. What gave me comfort and solace? I think just knowing that I still had juice in me, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't out of ideas yet. Right. So like when you start off, whatever your process is, you like list or however you're, you know, for me, it's, like an idea comes to mind and typically they happen um, while I'm working on something else. And so through the, through the working of one thing, my mind is already thinking of other things. And so then when it comes time to executing it, I'll write down the thoughts and then I'll pick one to go ahead and execute. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just go, okay, like, well, I tried that. I know I gave it my best onto the, onto the next one. Mm. Um, And I think knowing that I've given it my best has been what's allowed me to go, okay, in that moment of whatever I'm trying. So I haven't been on the other end. Well, I mean, I guess I have, like with my landscape architecture degree, right? It wasn't working out anymore. And to have to have cut where I put my whole, you know, education behind to say, oh, I'm, I'm not loving this anymore. And a friend of mine who who was in the firm with me was like, I'm all, your other creative business just gets your blood pumping in a different way. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped resisting that I needed to be a landscape architect and I let that go, I was like, okay, I know I gave it my best. This isn't working out. I mourned knowing that this wasn't going to be my future anymore and took what I could from my past and then applied it to, to what exists for me right now. Amen. That's, I think that that's really, really cool to hear that you've, you learned, you learned from, cause so many people like, this is a, a message that I share a lot. It's like, if you are listening to this or you are being put in front of something that is meant to teach you something really important or that you're meant to hear, like the last thing that I want you to do is resist it. That's the, the last thing because the universe is going to continue trying to teach you lessons and continue trying to push you to learn all of like, learn the things that are going to just make you become an even more beautiful empowered version of yourself so what's the point in resisting the the lesson what's the point yeah and I think it's I think where we then become is is it's it's holding ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. it's it's speaking the truth and just going oh I knew that that's what that was gonna be and then now having to work through it I think we have this very well if I don't see it then that means it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and that can happen yeah maybe for a little while with other things but yourself it's going to it's going to affect you the most right like if you know that there's leftovers in the fridge and you keep pushing it to the back and you keep pushing it to the back and now time has gone and you're eventually you're avoiding opening it like you know eventually that that tup- you have two options right you either toss it out 
or if it's a really expensive Corningware Tupperware, you're going to clean it out and try oh to save gosh. it. Oh my gosh, wow, right? I feel seen right now. <laughs> so, you got to pick. <laughs> wow, that like hit me where it hurts, man. So many times, I think recently Richard like was go like taking the trash and he's like, why is it so heavy? And he was like, is there a, a whole thing? piece of Tupperware in here. I was like, I didn't want to look. I didn't yeah, want to eat it. He was yeah. like, oh, this is glass. <laughs> and I was like, well, put it in the recycling then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So imagine that you're glass, right? Mm. And you, like, you don't get another you. Yeah. So you got to clean out the muck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. You can't just throw it away. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a really powerful analogy that just hit me where it counts. I, I receive, universe. I receive. <laughs> okay, so it's time. It's time for our next road trip game. Woo! And uh, this is a game that I play with everyone. And um, we're playing Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. So uh, if you don't know what Fuck, Mary Kill is, first of all, my last guest thought that I was Fuck, Mary Kale, and she was really confused. <laughs> so oh, basically, I'm going to give you three inanimate things, because we're not doing people, because we don't need a PR scandal up mm -mm. in here. And uh, we're going to choose one, or you're going to choose one that you would have, you know, a very intimate love affair with. Okay. One that you would marry. Okay. And one that you would murder and kill and say bye-bye. So, I uh, fuck, marry, kill, not kale, kill, the creative process, being an entrepreneur, and um, uh, college. Mm. <laughs> I think those are really important parts of your journey. So do I choose those or that's yours? No, th those are, so you have those three options and you have to kill one. Okay, got kill it, got one, it. fuck one, and marry one. I would definitely kill entrepreneurship. <laughs> okay. Um, it is a beast <laughs> and I don't, mm -mm, bye, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. Um, I would definitely marry um, my creative no, sorry. Well, oh man, this is tough. You're welcome. Okay. No, I'm gonna kill college. Yeah. I'm gonna kill college because now I'm realizing so many people, and I'm so grateful for my followers. They come in and they're like, do I need to have a creative background to do what you do? Like, do I need to go to school? Do I need to educate myself? And I'm like, you don't need to go to school to educate yourself. Mm. Find out your resources, do the hard work, and you'll you'll figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. I would have a continuous love affair with um, entrepreneurship. I'm always coming up with new ideas, I think. And just want to have, like, this constant thing of, like, okay, hey, that business didn't work. Let me try this again, right? So marriage, I think you got to just got to check out what doesn't work and then keep going. Mm -hmm. um, and I will always have a love affair with creative. Okay, great. Journey. Okay, great. I'm glad, I'm glad that you... You t flipped it and you reversed it. That that was a great answer. Good for you. <laughs> oh, sometimes I'm like this. This game it's uncomfortable, but it's fun. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the thing. Like, not everything can be pleasant all the time. Mm. Not it's not meant to be that way. Like, you can't just always have everything peachy. And I've had relationships with people where they're like, I only want the good side of you. And I was just like, no, because that's, that's not hundred percent me. And I guess we're only going to be friends 50% of the time. Like yeah. that just doesn't work. Yeah. Like 
it's, I'm, you know, you don't be a raging bitch. You don't be like, you know, you don't be jerks to people, but like, we all have jerky moments. We all have not the best of us moments and you just gotta, you know, take it as a whole mm-hmm. and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. We have a, there's a, a conversation that I have a lot about this idea of, of you, we need to lean into the, the discomfort of what it would feel like to not be comfortable. Because mm-hmm. I think comfort is an absolute killer of creativity and really just like blossoming. And I mean, I could talk to you forever, but we do have to wind this down. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's true though. Like do you, you said, this is going to be a real fun one to edit because having to choose which, are we crossing or which, um, which little audio bite to choose as the beginning feature. You said a lot of really great things. I was like, she must've planned for this. No, I think I just spend a lot of time in my own head. Uh, Um, so I think one of the things that you can do is as a creative entrepreneur, or as an entrepreneur, or just as a solo person, is like go find your people and go have good conversations. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be a solo, in your head only, right. you, 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 you type of an environment. You don't so have to do it alone. You don't ask for help. Mm. So I just have a couple of more questions for you, and I ask this question to all of my guests: What does self love mean to you? I've been able to boil it down to one word, and that's respect. Ooh, that is a beautiful one. Thank you for that. And where can everyone find you? You can find me on social media, on Instagram at Omid Official. And then my website is www.omid.com. And I will link all of it in the description box. And uh, you have to check out everything that Omid does. Uh, If you're looking for the most amazing pen, it's a brass pen. It's the perfect weight. It's beautiful. I love the way it writes. And also I have my cute little translucent self-love pouch. So thank you so much for joining me on the road to self-love. I I have a feeling this conversation is going to support a lot of people healing. So it means the world to me that you are so open and um, honest about so much that you've been going through. Thank you for having me and giving me a safe space to share. Absolutely. So make sure to follow her friends and make sure to screenshot this and share it with anyone if you're listening. And also, please, please rate and review the show. It helps spread this message of love and light to so many more people who need it. And we will see you next time on the road to self-love. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the road to self-love. It means so much to me that you show up every week to experience these transformative conversations and truly learn how to love yourself from all different points and aspects of life. Now, with that being said, I would be honored if you would be willing to rate and review the show. Better yet, if you subscribe and even share this podcast with one person, it will supply a massive domino effect of these messages reaching so many people who desperately need to hear these words. So if you feel like joining the self-love fam, do that right here now. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. And most importantly, remember that you are worth it. You deserve it. And you are not alone. We'll see you next time on the road to self-love.